In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1968, we are all the way up to album 60. All this the is way. Astral Weeks by Van Morrison. Oh. Guys, uh, this, listening to this made me realize I need to listen to more radio because there are some songs out there that I would love I just haven't heard yet. So let's, let's you know what, let's see what's on right now. Maybe there's a great song on the radio or maybe it's a song that somebody recorded in like 10 minutes on the first take and then feel, didn't feel like going back and maybe doing a better job later. Okay, Brilliant. so we don't know what's, could be anything. Who knows? Let's check it out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, I got a call to the K-R-O-B line. It's from four different guys who say they have a podcast and not as many people are listening as they should. So I asked them, are you using Wait. your real last names? Are you telling people about the podcast? Are you putting any work whatsoever into promotion? I don't know. think so. No, when no. we started this no. podcast, we asked people to listen at first. <laughs> But then the reaction they would give me, well, it was just the worst. Yes. Oh, jeez. So now place. I don't mention it to anyone. Nope. And I don't even post to the Beck Did It Better Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram's over, probably. And if you take a look at our Twitter oh. feed, Oh, go get it. Go get it. You'll notice that it's basically completely empty. Oh. You hear Rob piping on that oh, flute in the back? There's such nice flute on this one. No one's <laughs> listening. Okay, you ever had a feeling where maybe you made something that was too long? No, never. It's never been too long. It's never been an issue for me. I know it's listening. Oh, my, 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 no one's yes. Listening. <laughs> it is true. Maybe I should make a more detailed website. Oh, maybe I could rap for some ads on Spotify. Yes, I did my Van Morrison voice. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we should invite a more popular podcast host. Wait, what? Hang on. Well, Am I getting fired I today? Sell more pornographic pictures of Aaron's toes. <laughs> oh, nobody's buying those. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I remember, I remember why we started this podcast. I don't remember ever. <laughs> There's only one thing I want to do, and that is make these three guys laugh. Yes. Oh, Rob. You're cry. No one's. Listening. No. Uh, Wait, is there really nobody no listening? Or is this listening. a joke? Did you guys hear something? <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all I did time. used to have friends who used to text me about the podcast. That has seemingly come to an end within the last few months. Yeah. The texts are the friendships. 
You're my biggest fan here in New York. Is like, ah, I'm a couple episodes behind. <laughs> I was like, please don't, don't, you don't have to tell me that. Actually, I legit got a text from Fred today saying that that they were at the Prince Sign of the better. Times and they, that they were taking the week off to catch up on the podcast. That's what they're doing on their time off. That's bullshit. wow, wow, <laughs> that's great. They're out in their they're out in their uh, shack in the woods writing their manifesto. I'm like, hmm, what do I want to listen to while I'm writing this? What Don't I think about the Jack government? Jack. Ah, I've got this perfect <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Excuse me, why does this manifesto have so many references to time machines? Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right, welcome to Becca and Better. We are a podcast where we're going through the top 500 albums as recorded by Rolling Stone Magazine, and we are all the way up to number 60. We've got Van Morrison, Astral Weeks. And you know what? Here's a couple guys I haven't seen for one Astral Week. Sorry, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, last night I ventured into the slipstream between the viaducts of your dream. Oh, my, my, my. It was a sweet thing. Uh, I was uh, wondering why I was so sore when I woke up so this sweet. morning. Now that makes, that makes <laughs> hey, I left you no pain, Rob. No pain. <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, just great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. And I've got somebody who has gone around trying to get a, one of these vaccine booster shots when he found out what it can do to your balls. Aaron, how are you doing <laughs> in California? I'm just so excited to be here and sit on our own star and talk about the way we were and the way we wanted it to be. So I'm happy to be here. There you guys. go. I like that. Just to let you know, I am editing out that five minute rant you just went on about your balls where you <laughs> talked about them and described them in detail. And how small I did they get were. a vaccine we supplement. We can discuss that another time. No boost. Isn't that but. funny though that that was always an insult of like, oh, I bet you have small balls. Actually, it was an insult, right? Big balls is both. Is big balls a compliment? I think I, it is a compliment. Like Sam ACDC Cassell says. Yeah, so. Sam Cassell yeah. was famous for doing the big balls dance after yeah. a big shot. I think it's a compliment. It's such a great idea for a dance. I I have now grown into an age that when I am wearing like tight underwear. It's just balls in the front. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm that guy. Remember, you used to see those guys, and it would look like they're just, like, carrying a backpack of water or, like, a. it would look like just a straight-up pouch. And you're like, wait a minute. How does a penis look like that? It, you realize it's all balls. I think that's the point where I'm at in my life, where my underwear is just round. It looks like a bowling ball. I want to talk more about how you used to see those guys, and then you don't see them anymore. What's changed about your behavior where you used to see a lot of balls, and now you don't? I don't, I don't have it. My gym doesn't have a locker room, so I'm changing at home. So my days of seeing like balls and stuff, it's, it's gone. Sadly, oh, I don't have any, yeah, that's too I, bad. all the gym has is a hair dryer at waist level. So, you know, who knows <laughs> what we could do with that? I don't know. Maybe drive my balls like a parachute. Just, whatever. Okay. But like, but the stuff you said, Aaron, I'm editing out. You should get a, a hair dryer put in, in your house, Rob. Do you imagine like, Hey, oh. that, that'll get your wife out of the bathroom. You'd have your own private time. If you had a hair dryer in there, It'd right? Be so good. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I am jamming on the separate bedroom idea. Like big yeah. time. I am ready for my kid to move out. I've got plans for this bedroom right here. It's going to be so what, great. It's gonna be, what's going to go in the separate bedroom. We're going to get TVs. We're going to get video games. I mean, I'm going to be like 50 at the time. It's going to be a podcast studio. I'm going to, I'm going to really get it going. It's going to be awesome. And guess what? I can go to bed past eight 30 and not get yelled at when I hopped into bed. So something we're going to be on album 200 by that time. So we got plenty, oh God. plenty of time. Oh, that sounds fun. What would happen if you proposed the separate bedroom to Jenny? Like now, would, would she be up for that? Or what would be the response? She'd be thrilled. She she hates me. <laughs> and she hates it when I come to bed. Oh, like no. late. She, she, listen, just going to say it again. Marriage is fine. Everything's going fine. <laughs> but me getting into bed at night, it literally is like, I have to be like a, a cat burglar, but in reverse. Like I'm trying to get in to the bed without setting off the alarm because she she just hates it. Even if we go to bed at the same time, I'll move around to get comfortable and I can move about six times. And after six times, I know I'm going to get 
God damn it, you're moving a lot. Like stuff. Like that. <laughs> do you ever just do like the big flop and a lot of turn, like just get it all over in like 30 seconds. And then, you know, like obviously she's going to wake up or whatever, but you know, just, I mean, don't try to do the cat burglar no. thing. Just no. barrel in there and go. Doesn't that work? No, they, I, I know this podcast is supposed to be like fun and joking and everything. Waking her up at night is not a joke. Okay. I don't even <laughs> joke about that. Actually, it is very scary. You do not want to wake my wife up at night. She will be mad. And then she does this. She goes, God damn it. I can't even go to sleep now. So now I am stressed. And then I look over at her and she's like, <laughs> so I'm up for another half hour. I'm like, shit, backfire. All right, Rob, Rob, put your, put your uh, earphones on mute for a second. Okay, we'll do. Russell. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for another song. You're great at making fun of Rob's family. So you get, you got the first one and now you can do one of making fun of Rob, Rob trying to get Jenny to go to sleep. So. Rob and his, his, his nightcap, his nighttime activities. Yeah, yeah. So ne- next week you're on. You're up for a song oh, yeah. again. Okay, you can do a Rakim verse about Rob. <laughs> Good luck on the parody <laughs> song next week. Trying to do parodies on Eric B and Rakim's Paid in Full. Oh my God. Only the greatest. That last one ever. was so good. Everybody's <laughs> waiting for the next one. So you, you're up next. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. Okay. All right, Rob. Rob, you can Come put your headphones back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're good. Okay, they had to give me hand signals because obviously I couldn't hear what they yeah. were saying. <laughs> Let's get into the first part of the show that everybody oh. remembers and definitely didn't forget about. It's time for the Bex so line. Kiss my hand. It's funny. I Don't I legit figured we had no Bex and that. We were going to have to have the discussion about how no one's reaching out to us anymore. I'll tell you what, my theme song, writing it and singing it, made me sad that nobody listens to the podcast. But I have to admit, this week, (laughs) the Bex people did come in force, which is good. Because remember that what we talked about in the last one where the guy invited me to the party? Yeah. Totally forgot about it. Did not go on sad party. You didn't think about it. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Someone gave you you a public invite. And we honestly, we kept like a really boring, like two minute long recording (laughs) and the podcast. And then you didn't even go to the dumb shit listeners. They don't get it. At least you could show up. I didn't go. You know, I did not go. Why didn't you go? I didn't even think about it. I should have written it down. It didn't even cross my mind until I was editing the podcast. I listened to the voice. like, Oh shit. That was this weekend. God damn it. <laughs> so do you think that's an acceptable reason for someone not to show up because they called and invited you up? Cause they're a podcast fan. No, I should have. And gone. then you don't show because they're, you're editing the podcast. Is that a, a good excuse Aaron and Matt for Rob or not? Uh, no, no, no. Hey, I'm taking there. the time to leave your dumb podcast a voicemail that you can maybe make something funny out of. And, uh, Oh, why don't you go to this party? Nah, I'm so busy. Not busy, by the way. A voicemail invite is almost as good as an evite. Like he might as well have sent you an evite, and you just no, no response. That's <laughs> yeah, terrible. Right. No, it's, it's 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 very very bad. And you're I, still in the yet to respond category. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, we've all done the evite back in the day. The, the person who doesn't respond is a real asshole, Rob. I, I'm responding now. This is the response. I'm very <laughs> sorry that I didn't go to the. I really am. I feel bad about it. My They'll regrets. A month after their party. Question for you guys. What would be the worst song to hear at the totally not a scam dentist office? Okay, so oh. Joe Buck is uh, texting in and asking us, what would be the worst song to think to hear when you are at uh, the dental office? Now, I did immediately think about this song by Anvil. Listen to this. You go into the dentist office. You sit a- down. Anvil? Wait, yes. what's, is this Aaron's pick or what are we doing no. here? Oh, guys, it's is this Anvil. a song anyone's ever heard of? <laughs> no, no, no. There's a great documentary about Anvil. It's about a, a kind of an old heavy metal band that was like C-list and then what they're up to now. It's a great documentary if you get a chance. It won uh, an Academy Award, I think. This is called Metal on Metal. You're in the dentist. You're in the chair. Aaron, the dentist the, comes over. Get the Rob's left field take of the week ready, yep. Aaron. Boom! <laughs> 
<laughs> Rob's left field take of the week. You know, this is kind of catchy, though. This isn't even like, I don't know, this is kind of poppy. Guys, it's so good. But the idea of metal on metal, that's what I think about going to the dentist. It's the worst feeling of all time. Similar thought. Um, you guys remember the band Mr. Big that did I'm the One Who Wants to Be With You? Yeah, I think they yes. also in their non so there's so there's two things. The first thing I do not want to hear at the dentist is any song that I'm going to be incapable of singing along with, which is most songs. So if I'm in right. there in the dentist chair with like my mouth propped open and I'm the one who wants to be with you by Mr. Big comes on, I'm going to be trying to sing along and I'm probably going to would be choke a- on whatever's going on. That's not great. That would be so hard to not sing along with I'm the oh Right? That wants to be with you. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Please stop. It. We're gonna have to charge dog. you extra if you keep Maybe singing during this song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. It'd be impossible. You're right. That's impossible not to sing along with. Anything you're dying to sing along with, that's one. But I think Mr. Big also did some songs where they played their guitars with electric drills. And so I think there are songs out there oh, where like Jesus. people are what? putting what? drills what? on Shit? their guitars what? and playing them. Like, All right, hold on, terrible. Rob, you can have the soundbird back. You can have almost, the soundbird back. I almost back. passed out just listening to that. That's terrible. <laughs> just thinking about that, I almost passed out. Yeah, I think, I think Mr. Big was a band that did that, but I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, all I know is last time I went to the dentist, I, oh. I was like, I, you're playing this album through? There's some problematic stuff on here. I don't I, I think I think I'm going to go somewhere in the middle. To me, the... When I hear songs I don't want to hear, first I'm going to say any Metallica song. I don't want to hear Master of Puppets. I don't want to hear metal at the dentist's office. So, Rob, I'm going to pile on with that. The other one I was thinking of is I don't want to hear Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. I don't want to hear about anything going wrong while this dentist is in my mouth taking my money and abusing me. I don't want to hear anything about mistakes. Oops, I Did It Again. So fucking funny. Perfect. Matt, what do you think? You're at the dentist. What song do you not want to hear? Uh, probably Let It Bleed by oh, Rolling God. Stones. <laughs> and then, you know, anything, I've gotten through the list a little bit. And I sent you guys a song today by the Velvet Underground, but anything by the Velvet Underground, yeah. just that would, that would send me over the edge. Except for so, Heroin, which is a what's top What's the difference song. between the Velvet Underground and Van Morrison? They both start with V. They both have like two words in it. Like, I have to admit, there may have been some confusion on my part. It's science. And there's a, there's a the in front of one. Yeah. I, they seem quite different. I guess we'll discuss that yeah. when we get to the music. I think, I think Van Morrison seems nice and Velvet Underground had Nico. So. Oh. One of them is knighted. The other yes. thing not. Let's just spend the whole podcast talking about differences okay. between Van Morrison and Velvet Underground. We could just do that for an hour and a half and I call mean, it a night. My next question about Van Morrison was going to be person or a band. This is like Steely Dan. <laughs> is it a person or a fucking band? You don't know that unless you're really into music. You think there's somebody named Steely Dan? <laughs> what? Russell, I don't know if it's a person or a band. I got news for you. You're well over a year into being the, <laughs> the tertiary host of a podcast podcast yeah. about music you're way into music uh, rob, now. Told, rob no told me i was this co-main host before you you're got like steely dan there. steely dan could be like you know like slippery pete or something like that you know like there could be a guy named dan and he's just steely dan <laughs> Dr. You know? guys i don't want to get into this again but i have we have talked about this before steely dan is named after a nickname for vibrators so okay <laughs> what is van morrison named after it's the it's a uh, it's a huge vibrator don't even get me started on limo morrison i mean it's <laughs> oh no yeah listen I, sleek huh i, guess, I don't want to talk about optimus prime morrison that's a whole different 
Oh, Eric. So this this Baxter also sent a follow up, which I realized I didn't pull the clip for. But here, let's. It, if here it's it not the lumberjack by Jack Hill, you're wrong. Okay, so he is saying <laughs> what? Lumberjack. I don't even know what that was. That was Kevin Harlan <laughs> coming at. He was responding. Goes up to high, it. comes down hard. We call those the high hard <laughs> ones. <laughs> okay, so he says that this song is going to be very bad. So googly oogly oogly, baby. <laughs> What's going you know, on? Maybe Jackal Jackal might be the ones that played the guitar with their drills. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong band. Are we still talking about the dentist? <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. are still talking about the dentist. Steely Dentist. <laughs> oh, yes. It's the chainsaw one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it is the one where the drill's on the guitar. So don't doctors, when they do operations, they listen to music when they put you out. Yeah. Do dentists listen to music while they're working on you or not? I don't know. Can they? I, I guess I don't know. The Spexter's oh, probably right, though. You don't want to hear that. Oh, this is, oh, no, you're yeah, totally right. That's, you're right there it is. That's the one. So me and the Spexter are on the same page. Yeah, that was on the list of songs you don't want to hear in the dentist and also songs you don't want to hear on this podcast. So thanks for nothing, you asshole. <laughs> okay. What a dumb shit listener. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. Parody song ideas, lumberjacking it. Okay, I'm crossing that out. Nobody liked it. Not good. Hey, Rob, we got that covered next I, week. Don't worry about it. I do like that the Baxter, by the way, both texted a Bex and then answered it with his own thing that was also the best answer. It's like, yeah, that's how you look smart. You you have a question that you know the best answer to, and then you ask the question. It's brilliant. Yeah, I was I was thinking Jackal was on my list. That was next to the one I was going to say. <laughs> the famous band. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into everybody's favorite hey, part of the podcast. It's, it's Rolling Going. It's time for Rolling Going. All right, Aaron. Tell us, rolling going. How is it going with you? Oh, it's it's a it's another day of a roller coaster of emotions for me. You guys know how I'm in my feelings mm-hmm. a lot. I I feel a little bit melancholy, and I'll be honest, Rob. Your your song didn't help me get out of my Tonight. feelings at all. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed listening to this album this week, and I feel I, I feel excited to talk with you guys about it um, because it's wait—is this the rating system? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five stars. Your ass here. Your astral weeks. I didn't know this album. I was I was kind of not excited to hear it. I was sort of like, uh, Astro Weeks. It's like, you know, I know it's canon, mm-hmm. but whatever. And I I loved it. I really enjoyed listening to it. And then we got to today and I, I was playing it for the last time over dinner tonight. And I was like, man, this is it. Another like, smashing pumpkin. This is it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and then I felt is the great. I felt an infinite sadness. And I thought about how people mm-hmm. might have felt in 1979 listening. Yeah. And if they had tw- wow. a twin, wow! And they and their twin had the same dream. If it might have been a Siamese dream, that's all the well, Smashing Pumpkin songs we, I know. About. We say conjoined. We say conjoined dream now. Yeah. Uh, so so you were sad. So you're rolling going. Let me let me get this straight. Okay, let me get this. Yeah, straight. let's hear it. Yeah, you're rolling it. going. Is that you're sad that you can't listen to this album anymore after this podcast? Well, it's is that not what you're the, sad it's, about. It's not that because I know I can still listen to the album. It's more about the the the, the time marches on kind of concept. It's that oh my once that we once we've talked about this album on this podcast, now we're into Metallica. It's the last time we've talked about this album on this podcast, and that's it. And then and then I just I start thinking about all the weeks and hours and days we've spent together talking mm-hmm. about music, and I feel like I, I it it I Waste feel a little time. bit emotional about oh. it. Yeah, I feel emotional. So seeking too. out new music and, and you're seeking and destroying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Aaron, when you say you get emotional about it, that means you are getting sad about 
or, time or you've like been happy emotional like an arousal yeah. or what do you mean yeah, by what that? are you talking about yeah, like, how do you feel about us getting like together nostalgic, and about this? just looking back and thinking about how we've spent the last year of our lives and appreciating yeah. the time we've spent together and then rob you made a nice sweet song about how like it really doesn't matter that no one's listening because we've got each other and we're making no, each I other think laugh. it does matter you guys are making i think it does matter <laughs> i think it really matters <laughs> listen i mean listen to this aaron this is what the year of us hanging out and making these sweet memories Man, like, don't get me started about the dew point i've really like i've got a whole page i've got a whole page where it's just you that also just um stainless steel yeah containers i mean you know i mean i've got a whole page literally i've got 50 of these of just clips where i pulled to make fun of you like that, right, and no one else. Part. No one else is that. No one else thinks about me that much. Like you, you, other, you know, it's outside true. of my family. Like you're the only one outside of my family <laughs> who thinks about me that often enough to make clips of me. So that's really sweet. It's Rob. so it's so true that I was going to do. Uh, my kid has curls to brown eyed girl, and I was like, I cannot do another Aaron song. I've done like four Aaron songs in a row. I'm constantly thinking about Aaron, and then I'm apologizing to him for what I said. I cannot do another Aaron song. So, so you understand the podcast is also like a comedy. I guess I I, I guess we're under the comedy thing. So. You saying that you feel sad is not a great uh, start. Not to a great podcast. start. So, anything start. else you feel sad about or like really hey, bummed hey, about? Well, hey, we yesterday can still was. Laugh at him when he gets off this tonight, <laughs> we can still laugh. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being married to Aaron? You, you're married to Aaron, right? And you're like, sweetie, you're down. You look a little glum. What's going on? He's like, just thinking about the podcast. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> you're listening to Van Morris, and he's like, I'm, excuse me, thinking about the time I spent with these guys. Oh, you're like, oh. What am I doing in a tiny house with a psychopath? What, what is my life? <laughs> Better not make me edit that Wait, out. What? What's up, though? That one's uh, too good. That's Aaron, too good. what else do you have? I know you have more, Aaron. Well, yeah. The, um, bought a new... Well, let's see. What do I want to say? Yesterday bought was John Coltrane's birthday. a new type Coltrane's of green birthday. at the farmer's market. Best day of my life. <laughs> Yesterday was John Coltrane's birthday. So there's been Coltrane all weekend on the jazz station. So that, that helps me lift my spirits a bit. I like to think about John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. And uh, we bought a new coffee maker. We bought an automatic drip coffee maker. So that's been an exciting time uh, over the last week to learn how to use that. And my son's really pumped. So now he's part of the coffee making crew in the family so it's part of the new morning your kid ritual is making he, coffee yeah yeah he helps make the coffee. yeah yeah he doesn't like the sound of the grinder but after that then he's all in he pours the water he puts it in the uh, little uh, basket puts the basket in there puts the top on mm-hmm. flips the switch and then he watches the water go it's very cool oh you're what a parent that's great and then you're like okay a little bit of cream for dad bring it over i'm crying on the couch listening to van morrison Right. Are all and you then, guys coffee fiends where you have to have it every morning? So I'm not a coffee person. I've drank less than five cups of coffee in my life. Are you guys, you always have to have it in the morning or not? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's part of the um, ritual. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah. And if not like in the morning, like that day, you know, like a, a cup of noon coffee or something like that, you know, but yeah, no, I'm, I, w- I was like you, Russell. I didn't have coffee till I was like 34, 35. Yeah. And then. All of a sudden, it's boom, uh, three or four cups a day. I was the yep. same way. I didn't have coffee till I was 25. Uh, and the irony is, is that when I was 24, I was working at Starbucks. <laughs> and I didn't drink any coffee. All I drank were like mochas, right? So the first day at Starbucks, you're in there and you're working the line. They're showing you how to make the drinks. And they're like, you can have any drink you want at the store. So to practice, I made like four drinks. I would have that banana bread. I would go be sitting in the corner eating the no, banana bread. No, they were actually strict choice. about that. The food was off limits. They were talking drinks. Oh, the food was, oh, Russell, just saying that made me want to report you to Karen. Hmm. Um, and she would have gotten on your ass because she was, uh, she'd like to do that. All right. Uh, so I had like a double mocha, like a latte, like, you know, just a shot of espresso. And I was like, I'm going to drink all these. I don't want to waste them. Right. That's like when Boy, you start working at a sweating. food place, you're always like, I don't want to waste this. 
And so I'm drinking it. I have probably seven shots of espresso within 10 minutes, right? <laughs> so then I go back out and all of a sudden, it's like I'm in the matrix, right? The world is moving slow. I feel like Jordan. I know Kung Fu. The customers are Craig Elo and I'm Michael that's, Jordan. That's I'm good. just in the zone. Nothing misses. Every drink I make, perfect. Every conversation I have with the customer, perfect. Yeah. Everything laughing. It's roses. It's, you know, it's everybody's harps are playing. And after about a half hour, I felt like a wave of cold water just hit me and I start to sweat. <laughs> it's cold, but I can't stop sweating. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? And I just felt like garbage for the rest of the day. I was like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. It was So awful. did you keep doing it every day then or not? Because no. I would have gone for the, the great 30 minutes and just dealt with the rest of the terrible day. No, because everybody told you, oh yeah, when you start working at Starbucks, you're making like frappuccinos and double mochas and white mochas. And then after a week, everybody's just drinking straight black coffee. They're like, I can't take anything that's not, that has any sort of sweetness because you're just surrounded and you're just drinking it all day. Blech. All right. Rolling going, Matt. How's it rolling going with you? Uh, good, Rob. Unlike you, I, uh, you know, I got invited to a party, a podcast listener. And, oh, wow. you know, so I was, I was nice. I decided to go. Fuck. You know, there's lots of people. No, that are people really I feel bad. Damn it. Yeah, but did you want to go, Matt, or not? Well, yeah, you know, but again, guys... I think I think we've all had this experience that you know we're all we're much more than this podcast, right, guys? Yes. And, but then when you show up at these events, and that's all people want to talk There's about. There's no one else in my life who refers to me as a co-host of anything, so I don't know. <laughs> well, to be fair, being married, being married, Russell, nobody considers me a co-host either. Okay. I did figure out one thing though at this party. What's that? Eight thirty in the evening is too early. To start flip cup. Oh no. <laughs> How old are you? Are you 23 years old? 40. This is a 40 year old birthday party. Oh my God. Yeah. What do you great, guys could sprain a wrist or something playing flip cup? 830. Though. If you, you know, and we showed up at like eight. So 830, we started playing flip cup. That's not, a, that's not a good recipe anymore, no. guys. Let me tell you, we're getting a little too old. What so. time no, did that, you end? 930? Uh, flip cup. There was a couple games, <laughs> you know, it got, it got pretty rowdy, but then yeah, you know, it was there for the rest of the night and everything, but you really, yeah, it's, it, we're getting old. It's been a long time since I was overserved in public. My, my usual, uh, oh, and, but when I say overserved, I mean, overserved by my own choices. <laughs> yeah. My usual tactic when that happens is to just kind of stay quiet and try to fade into the background if I can. Although there have been times where I get a little bit, you know, louder than I should. Yeah. When that happens, Matt, what's your, what's your style when you know you've maybe had more than, than you wanted to in a particular oh, situation? Oh, I, I definitely get louder yeah. and then I get really tired and I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I just want <laughs> I just want to leave and go to bed. Right. But no, you know, <laughs> that's such a dad move. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I used to do that all the time. And it would, it, it, at first it drove Sarah nuts, but then she was like, well, Kind of a good move. Just yeah. the old Irish. I think we've talked about the Irish goodbye. Just, you know, I got to go get, you know, and just go to bed. You guys figure it out. You can't do too much damage to my house. Right. So now Russell, it's just, true that you like to do what you call a coyote ugly, where you go stand up on the bar and dance around. Right. When you're overserved. I mean, we're about to get there. We're about to yeah. find out. This is a late <laughs> recording tonight. No more bras. Matt. Uh, you were saying, what? did you host the flip cup party? No, no, okay. no. This was at a, but it, you know, it was about six blocks from our house. So I was going to say, we there, there's, there's no way Matt would allow beer to be spilled on like his garage floor or like on his mm -hmm. lawn or anything. There's no way no, Matt no way. would host a beer cup party, right? 
Uh, yeah. You know, it would have to be like right before you're about to like stain the deck, right? So yes. it's going to get power washed the next day anyways, yeah, that kind of a thing. So I picture, yeah. I picture if you're at a party that's still doing a uh, flip cup, I picture like earlier you guys are playing quarters, you know, where you'd make the quarter spin. And then if you lost, Bounce you had to put in. the knuckles yeah. down and then they fling the quarter into the knuckles as hard as they could. Guys in middle oh. school, just like, they'd be so bloody and they're like, yeah. Then you go to Matt. Matt's at the party rubbing an eraser against his arm for a long time. Oh. Like, what does this do? Yeah, this party fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. There was, you know, we were we were playing with the red solo cups, right? And you you fill them up and there's lines, kind of a there's little one right at the bottom. And then, you know, there's different lines that are supposed to be different mm-hmm. ounces, right? And that's how you're supposed to do it. So we're all playing. We all realize that we're getting old kind of a thing. So we're very barely filling up those. Yep. Those cups, right? And then one of some neighbor comes in, you motherfucker. Oh, and they've got a port, they've got to <laughs> so fill them up. Making big pours, whatever. Go. Yeah, that lady didn't last very long either. So it was pretty good. So at least we're getting a little smarter about how how high we fill up those cups. But um, <laughs> all in all, it was a great party. There was a lot of uh Beck did a better fans there, you know. And it, I just wish that they would, uh, you know, I wish they would realize that, you know, we're more than this podcast and we have yeah. more to offer to the world in this podcast. Yeah, plus but, if you, you know. if you ask Matt anything about this podcast beyond how do you guys sit around when you record, he's not gonna be able to tell you too much. Like no. there's not, you know, he's not gonna be able to tell you like the editing process or the anything about my it. my mother-in-law did that the other day. She goes, she just texted me, you do not look like John Candy. And I had no idea what that was <laughs> in any reference to at all. I had no idea. I said, I I'm lost or something. It's on your podcast. I'm like, I I have no idea. Yeah. So sorry, Patty. I didn't, I didn't. Rob was big ah. at a game called Ping Pong Pelt. Have you guys ever heard of ping pong oh, no. pelt before? No. Aaron, have you heard of this? No. Battle pong so, is what we play, what we call it. Battle pong, if you will. So we had a party at our friend Manny. I believe it was Manny's house back in the day. And it was ping pong. So people were just playing regular ping pong. And Rob or someone decided to bring up this game called battle pong. Yeah. Where if you lost like a point, you would have to stand there and pull your shirt up. Mm-hmm. And then the other person on the other side of the table got to take the ball and just blast it at you as hard as possible. Oh, yeah. No. Rob, was this your invention or not? Yeah, Own up uh, to it. No, somebody else taught it to us, but we would play it and nonstop at the cabin because the ping pong table is almost the perfect length where you're only going <laughs> to hit somebody with a ping pong ball about once every five times. You're going to wildly miss the other four times. But that one time where you hit them and that sound of a ping pong ball striking flesh because the person's shirt is over their head so they can't see you hitting the ball. So it's a total, it's like the darkness tasting, but every once in a while you get whipped with a ping pong ball when you're not expecting it. And that sound, and it would raise a welt and they would go, oh, you would laugh all night long. Like it, it was better than drinking, hitting somebody with a ping pong ball. It was so good. Oh, that sounds I do remember rough. watching this and there were, we were younger at the time, but you had, there were wives who came out and saw this and were just disgusted by it. And I remember thinking, yeah. like, how am I single? And these guys, it's working for, for these guys. But yeah, one wife was like, oh, that's a big target. And I was like, I'm, my ears aren't covered. <laughs> like, I, I can hear, hear you. And Rob yeah. pulled his pants I'm up right and turned here. around. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what are, what's that? What's that ping pong ball? And I was like, oh, my pants fell down. Okay, never mind. They're like, why is it all a, like sack shaped in the front? Why is there no... <laughs> Shouldn't there Why be like definition? Gray? I thought they were supposed to be white. Yeah. It seems like it's almost like a, it looks like you're wearing a cup when it's just actually your genitalia. Uh, all right. Rolling going. Russell, how's it going with you? It's going well. Right. As you guys know, I've, I went to a concert with, uh, was at the same concert that Matt was at a few weeks ago. I actually went to another concert, but it was a little less, 
a lower profile. It was a few this last weekend. It was in a small town, and there was a, a cover band, or if you will, that the guy was playing all Elton John and all Billy Joel songs. That's all he played for oh two hours. And so worse. I went and watched this, and he was really good on some of them, and he just completely bombed on other ones. <laughs> and, and so one of them, like you couldn't really tell if the mics had gone out or if he just sucked or whatever. Oh, and no. so, but we stayed and we listened. And I got to ask you guys. Is there more fun artists to listen to and sing along with than Billy Joel and Elton John? Like no. th- there's no, no singer or artist out there that I would rather listen to and just sing along with their hit songs. They're, they're amazing. Aren't they? They are very nice. And then, you know, they've have often toured together, right? Uh, you told me about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, then they come out together and they got the pianos back to back. And yeah, no, it's you're, you're right on there, Russell. They're, they're a great show. I mean, they so was this guy, anthems. was he piano based? He, was so he he had a piano out there. It was an outdoor concert. Not that many people. A couple hundred people. Now, Russell, probably. did you get up and see what kind of piano it was? Were you like, oh, this is a this is a Horner electric piano? I know the top five <laughs> artists that played songs on that. I, I got up there and started talking about the Fender Rose, and everyone was cheered for me, Rob. It was amazing. It was the first time anyone wanted to call me a co-captain of anything. That's like, right. Be the co-captain <laughs> of this concert. This guy fucking rocks. Yeah, <laughs> people loved it. But. But no, they had the piano and then he had uh, two horn players, I think, a saxophone player. And then I don't know if the other or maybe been a guitar. I don't know. They, they had a, I don't fucking know. <laughs> there, horn was, or guitar. Who knows? there was the Hang main on. guy playing, main guy playing the piano. Was one person playing, playing the saxophone. With his fingers. That's the co-host. And then there was another person that I can't remember. Uh, maybe I don't know what they were playing. They were playing Matt. something yes. else. Okay. I'll have to look at the picture. Yeah. They were playing something. It's like Russell's playing flip flop in the crowd. He doesn't have the best memory of this event. Well, that's true. I mean, you don't go to a local billy joel elton john that's concert and the on the complete sober that seems like a bad idea that probably is now did they did he do the bitches back and bomb it because that's what i'm the song i'm picturing him just absolutely tanking of well the bitch the bitch is back no they they bombed i forgot what the song was but it was one of the famous billy joel songs that they completely bombed oh no and and at the end people cheered for it i looked at and i was like wait this was really bad do we have to cheer for someone if they suck at a live performance? Aaron, yes. did you get booed at Rob's wedding or not? <laughs> I don't, I've not, uh, I've not, to my knowledge, been booed. I, I booed once at a show and, um, you and did. it was not appreciated. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it. Was it a that, Halloween but... show? Huh? And you're dressed no. like a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please. I do think if though, you don't like the music, keep it yourself. Boo. I do think though, well, this, is a, a, this is a tangent, but I think it's appropriate to boo villains. Just in the same way that a wrestler, like a wrestling heel, you know, if they're getting jeers, like they know they're doing their job right. I think it's appropriate to boo villains if the villain did a good job. What? In a what show. kind of villain is that a what concert? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what kind it's, of villain? Are you, do you think like... It's a stage show. Like if you go to a show, like if you, you know, if you went to see... Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, it's like what? like people should boo King George at the end of Hamilton. Like that's a sign of respect. Just like you know, or like when Rob tells a bad joke, we boo that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so, you think at the end when the actor comes out and everybody's like the bad person, you're like, boo, you suck. Yeah, that's so. That's, funny. I think that's God, a sign that's... of respect. I think that's what you should do for the for the bad, you know, for the villain. He did, he did, he did, he, he did his job so well that you yeah. still have these visceral feelings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Not everyone agrees with me about that. Yeah. yeah I so I did look. Billy it Joel's was a, a good villain. Tar- it was a guitar player was the other one. So that would make sense. They had a guitar player, but the two, the, the one guy, the one guy would change. Well, if they were playing with their hands and had strings, that makes sense. It was the, a guitar. The, the one guy would change. The main guy who was singing the songs would change his jacket. So he would do three Elton John songs with like 
the electric looking jacket with the right. really very vibrant jacket going on. And then he would play Billy Joel and he would go put the dark jacket. Rob, on. how are you not laughing at how many times he just I, said listen, jacket I, in like a, I in like a 13 world, second? I'm up above. I'm floating up above. I'm looking down. I'm seeing my body recording this podcast because I'm in heaven. <laughs> He just said jacket like six I go up, times in 13 seconds. I go up seconds. to see the pearly gates. They slowly open. I see a giant figure, not even a person, just smoke light. No I can, smoke. No, it's no smoke. I can just feel it's positive Mirrors, energy. Clouds. clouds. There's clouds. And a hand comes down and is on my shoulder and says jacket. And then we both walk in to the light together. Yeah. Now, Russell, when this guy was doing this, did he um, did he ever take off his pants and jacket? <laughs> He was jacketed. Oh, Take off your shoes and jacket. Take off your shoes and jacket. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's Aaron's style. <laughs> Blink 182. So shoes. it sounds like Russell had a busy night at the Elton John. What song do they close with, Russell? I'm always interested. Um, uh, my Me and my friend left before the end because they fucked up the one song and we were like, we're out of here. We're going to go somewhere else. So we did not stay till the very end. Will you I tell me what they song they with fucked up? Man, right? Will you? Huh? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. What, what song did they fuck up? Do you remember it all? No, I had too much to drink. <laughs> it was Jamaican. I think you, think, you think they close with, with Piano Man over yes. Tiny Dancer? Yes, uh, 100%. No, actually, we, I did hear Tiny Dancer, and okay. I texted you guys this. They sang a special verse. Do you guys know how Garth Brooks has the one song where there's the yep. secret fourth verse or third verse or whatever it is? Friends in Low Places. Friends in Low Places. They sang a special third verse for Tiny Dancer. And he started singing about Tony Danza, Rob, your favorite closer. actor. That was like, this is fantastic. Tony Danza. <laughs> Everyone else at the concert did not get a kick out of it like I did, though. I was like over the mood over this whole hey, Tony Danza thing. Angela, hold me close. Huh? I'm Tony Danza. Uh-oh, Angela, what happened? You're trying to fix the dryer and you got stuck? Here, let me hand you a tool that might help. And here's a jacket to go with it. <laughs> and I'm going to see your headlights on the highway. All right. Uh, oh, no. So. Uh, <laughs> Rolling going, Rob. You guys can at least help you? a little bit. But Tony, you wanted the- I don't want to steal your Tony Danza impression. You begged for it and I gave it to you. Then you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's really bad and gross and demeaning. I don't like that when you say you begged for it and I gave it to you. That doesn't. I had good. a physical. I had a physical therapy appointment and we're going to call the guy. We'll call the guy Dr. George. Okay. I had a oh, physical yeah. therapy appointment. My wife recommended this because I was having some knee issues when I was squatting. My wife's like, listen, go into this physical therapy. He's great. He is a little bit out there. And I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess I can. So I go in and I meet a guy in the um, <laughs> elevator. Okay. Gets in a drink. No mask, right? No mask. Wearing flip-flops in Manhattan. Very, I mean, it's a very strange combination. I was like, this guy's going up to the physical therapy with me. This is the kind of people that go there. So we're going up. The guy looks at me and goes, oh, what's your name? And I said, Rob. And he goes, oh, hey, I'm Dr. George. So that was the physical therapist that I was looking for with the no mask in the elevator. And as I walked in, he said, okay, sit down. I'm going to come talk to you. I look at his book collection, right? His book collection has books. I wrote down the titles, actually. The Supple Jaguar, Most Dangerous Moves, and Magnet Therapy. Oh, yeah. So I was like. I was going to say, if if this guy starts doing some healing touch, I just. (laughs) Oh, 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 just wait. So then he's like, he explains to me this whole thing about lymphatic system and nervous system. And then he says, you know, evolution is all about your balls. And I was like, what? okay, what? well, now you're speaking my language. We can have yeah. this conversation. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to this. So then he's like, we're going to start. You're going to go spend 20 minutes in front of the lights. I go, what? What? He had me stand in front of a panel of lights. He goes, this is going to activate your mitochondria. 
Okay. <laughs> Matt's yes. going to have a... Oh, I love it. He's going to throw I love shit this kind of shit. I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm standing there. My mitochondria is getting activated. And they're like, this is infrared light. And I'm like, well, actually, I have a slide on this. I know it's not because I can see the light. So I know it's visible light. Like, that's the only kind of light we can see. And then it was so bright that I shielded my eyes. And they go, oh, the light's not bad for your eyes. Actually, it's good for your eyes. I was like, what? what? No, you can't say that. Like, you can't just be like, it's actually better if you stare at the bright light. I was like, that's, I know that's not that, true. No, no doctor is like, I highly recommend you go stare at these bright lights. Like, that's my treatment for you. So I'm like, okay. So then Dr. George comes up and goes, listen, we're going to do something I invented. It's called the guts. So right there, by the way, something this, we're going to do something that I've invented. Always a worrying line to start your physical therapy. He goes, I'm going to do the gut smash. So I lay down and I, he takes a kettlebell, like a 45 pound kettlebell. Isn't this how Houdini died? (laughs) Oh yeah. That's trust me. That's what I was thinking about. See, he's rubbing. He goes, okay, I'm going to rub your small intestine. So he's rubbing my small intestine because he's like, the reason you're having trouble in your body is that you had your gallbladder removed. And so everything in your body shifted. So when that shifted, it's screwing up your muscles connecting your legs. And I was like, it has nothing to do with the fact that you squat 800 pounds and (laughs) probably don't need to be doing that. And then he goes, okay, go lay down on this bed. There's an electrode thing on the bed, right? I lay on it. He then puts a wand next to my liver and stimulates it for 10 minutes. And it's just pulsing. How do you stimulate it? With electricity. He's running electricity through my body coming out on the right side of my liver. So it's pulse, 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 pulse. Fuck. Then hooks even up. Aaron, even Aaron wouldn't move to New York after listening to this bullshit. Then, oh, I'm, I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm halfway through. I then lay on my side. He pumps my liver. He goes, okay, we're going to pump your liver for a little bit. So about five minutes, he's giving my liver CPR, pushing it up and down, up and down. Mind <laughs> How you. How appalled would you be if Aaron brought this story? Yeah. <laughs> right? Can you imagine I guess, if this were my story? I guess I don't yeah. get, I don't understand what you're saying. Cause this story is totally normal <laughs> and it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, and definitely not a weird thing to do at all. And definitely not to pay money to have somebody do it to you. Hooked up two electrodes to my ears and ran electricity through my vagus nerve for 10 minutes. So my, they were running electricity through both ears. You have a Las Vegas nerve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> double down baby. Uh, and then, so then they're doing some stuff and they're like, okay, we're going to need to massage the inside of your pelvis. Oh no. Right. Oh, so boy. I have to lay like this spread is, eagle. I knew this was, yeah. Takes his elbow and starts goes. scraping at it. Okay. Are, at any point, do you have a, a, an ar- moment of arousal? Are you like yeah. counting down from 99 to one or what are you, how are you keeping <laughs> it like, from happening? He's like, sir, I need to push aside this giant mound so I can get into your pelvis, you know? <laughs> so then um, I'm on my Just stomach and he's stretching out my hamstring side to side. And he goes, what do you, what's your opinion on needles? I was like, I'm down with needles. He's like, okay. So he starts jabbing me with a needle in the hamstring as he's stretching it side to side. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, that's it. Uh, do you have 15 minutes to kill? And I was like, you know, I do. Let's do it. He hooks me up to electrodes on my quads, blast those for 15 minutes. I could barely walk afterwards. Then as I'm leaving, he says, okay, I need you to send me a videotape of you squatting next time. And I need you to send me uh, a text telling me about your next three bowel movements. Oh, I go, oh no. He goes, he goes, <laughs> I want to hear about your next three bowel movements. He goes, we're hoping that on the third one, it's going to be a little bit like yellow fat. Cause I mean, oh, we got some of that impacted we, we, stuff Rob, coming out. Rob, we need, might need to move this along here. No, this is important. I now I need to know. Nope. Now I got to know the end. I got to hear about your bowel movements now, Rob. I'm sorry, everybody. 
The third one was totally yellow. I couldn't believe it. I yelled when I saw it. I was like, what the hell? This guy knows exactly what he's doing. It was the greatest oh, experience. No. And I can squat like crazy now. I'm going to, I got to get one of those fucking lights for my apartment. I'm going to stand in front of it and have oh. the mitochondria be activated. So your poop was so exactly bad. as he described it would be? 100%. It blew my fucking mind. I was like, I like got, woke up Jenny and told her about it. She was furious. It was a terrible decision. That's crazy. Come take a look at this. <laughs> it's yellow. Russell's so mad. All right, Russell. Fine. Yeah. We'll get to nobody's favorite part. Let's talk about the album. For nobody's oh, favorite let's talk about show. some music let's after that. Oh, album. my God. Russell's like, oh, talking about. We could keep talking about it. No, Russell's like, talking about pimples is probably the worst thing we've ever done on the show. <laughs> Until today. Until today. All right. So we are talking about Astral Weeks. Wait, is this, is this what you talk about to your wife when you go to bed? Is this why she gets bad when you go to bed? <laughs> Like, is this your pillow yeah, talk? Yeah, we didn't really get not? the full story. Anyway. Well, and then she goes, she goes, oh, he's never talked to me about that. I was like, what? Like, how, why am I getting this treatment? He's looking at me and being like, oh, that guy's really impacted. She get the pelvic mas- massage from him, from the doctor? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I, she showed up, by the way. She showed up halfway through my appointment for her appointment. And you know what the physical therapist said to us? Don't you guys have two kids? <laughs> so the physical therapist is doing a better job at childcare than we are. Cause we were both like, Oh yeah. What's who's feeding them. We're both here. You're doing the Spider-Man thing. Both pointing. At each I other. was there You're- from three 30 to eight. I left no, at eight o'clock. You get the, no way. It was so Four great. Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours of just people worrying about me and like rubbing me and stabbing with needles. I was like, this is heaven. I can't get enough. Oh my God. Let's talk about Astral Weeks. This is Van Morrison's 68 album. By the way, we've been hanging out in this time span for the last, I don't know, four or five albums, kind of 68, 69, 71 was Led Zeppelin. This is uh, Van Morrison's second album. When he played for them, the producer came afterwards, came and said, listen, you got to do a record for us. Okay. And we're going to put out four singles. So Van Morrison recorded four songs, was going to put them out as singles. They they actually released it as an album, as a Van Morrison album without his knowledge at all. One of those songs was Brown Eyed Girl. And he didn't know that they had released it as an album until one of his friends said, hey, I just bought your album. It's pretty good. And he's like, what album? <laughs> he didn't know he had put out anything. So after that producer died, there was a lawsuit where he could not play any of those songs anymore and he couldn't perform in the New York area. So Warner Brothers eventually bought out his contract, but he had to submit 36 songs to the old record label as part of the bargain. And so he recorded 36 of the fastest revenge songs ever where he's doing it um, uh, with a a untuned guitar and he's making these songs just to get out of his contract. So here's, here's one of the songs that's called want a Danish by Van Morrison. You want a Danish? No, I just ate. I've just eaten. (laughs) Oh, Ah. Like I want this, some bread up this front. This is Bob Newhart. Oh, bread up front. You want a sandwich? Hey, let me tell you about baseball. It is pretty similar, isn't it? It sounds like Bob Newhart to me. I have a Danny. This this could be this could be the lead track on any Radiohead album we've listened to so far. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, then for this next album, they brought in these um, jazz musicians, and they say that uh, let's see. They say that that Van Morrison barely even talked to the musicians at all. That for the most part, Van Morrison was in the booth with guitar. He'd show these musicians, okay, this is how I want the song to go with chords. I don't care what you guys do. You guys do whatever they want. They would do about one to two takes for each song. They recorded this whole album in three sessions uh, with the strings being overdubbed later. And basically the main leader of the group was this bassist, Eric Davis, who I think we're going to hear a lot of. This is a very bass forward album. 
good bass. And uh, and that's it. I mean, that's that's the whole album. Is basically it's a it's when I was going to listen to this album, I was like, oh, Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl, Moon Dance. But instead, this is like if you combine folk music and jazz music together, and this is what comes out. It's it's a, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy album. I never, I didn't know till we were listening to this that Van Morrison is in fact Irish, and he's a he's a knight, right? He's Sir George Ivan. And I feel like the only Irish connection. That's, awesome. I knew, That's a way better name, by the way. From North Ireland, right? So I don't know if they claim being Irish or how they what they what their feelings are. But I remember seeing him on like um, PBS with the Chieftains, like playing Irish music. But I always just thought he was like a dude who loved Irish music. I didn't know that he yeah. was actually from there until we were. It's so so crazy. How this is such a hole in my musical knowledge. You thought it was a, per, a band and not a person, didn't you? <laughs> I definitely didn't think it was. <laughs> Oh, Van Morrison. I mean, smaller would be Car Morrison. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The VW Microbus Morrison. Astral Weeks. So, oh, the oh, side yeah. one is called In the Beginning. The lyrics are kind of a stream of consciousness. But it also is like this. Every song builds and builds and builds and builds. I got, I'm telling you guys, I love this album. This is a voice that you couldn't miss. This is an unmistakable voice. Like there are parts yeah. of some of these songs I'm not crazy about uh, what he does, but it's a it's an absolutely unmistakable voice. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Uh, beside you, Van Morrison. Listen to how he's kind of playing back and forth with his classical guitar here. Did you guys like this song? To me, this one was not one of my favorites. I thought it was a little too long. There's a part where he's yelling at you. The first two songs are a little too long for you, for me. You don't like songs where the artist is yelling at you, Russell? No, there's a part where he starts yelling at you later in this song. It's, do it's the too dishes, much. Rob. How come you never do the dishes in your home? I'm editing the podcast. Because it's fucking Roy was supposed to do the dishes. Uh, I did find parts of this album uh, were were sort of hard to listen to, like in a in a, like a mental way for me. Like I I would try to put the album on if I was doing other things, and I just it. I felt like it scrambled my brain. I don't know if it's some of the repetition because he does sort of like get into a groove and just like yeah. stick with it and it happens over and over again. So, um, yeah, I think beside you was one where like it's kind of in this groove and then once in a while he just goes like, ah, and you're kind of like, what the Jesus. fuck, Van? Like, <laughs> yeah. calm down. I think, the, I think the best way to think about this album is to think about it as a jazz album and his voice is just another instrument. Don't listen to the lyrics. You don't have to hear what he's saying. But if you think about him playing off with the bassist and the other instruments, I think it makes a lot more sense. Matt, did you see that line on Wikipedia too or not? No, <laughs> oh, I, I haven't got there yet. I'm okay, all right. all right. I'm still, I'm still at Van Morrison growing up in Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, have you listened to this album this week? <laughs> yeah, tell us about all the research you did. All right, sweet thing. <laughs> oh, now we're back. We're now we're back in the groove. Sweet I mean, songs, listen rock. To this build. It's kind of some cool drums on this one. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah, the instrumentation on this one is like nothing we've really heard for a while now. Just a, I, it, it, this album, I'm telling you, and I'm gonna, I'll say it right now. I think "Sweet Thing" is the third greatest pop song ever recorded. Wow. We've got "God Only Knows." We've got "Hot for Teacher." I'm officially declaring three "Sweet Thing" ahead of "Backdoor Santa" for number three on my favorite songs. I bet I listened to this song a hundred times this week. Never disappointed in it. I love the song. I just a. Uh, one, almost a perfect song. Do you think it's a better Sweet Thing song than whoever sings, Whoa, the sweetest thing. Who sings that song? 
That would be you too, right? That's another Irish guy. You too. They love talking well, about those sweet things. There's, there's got to be a sweet thing deal over in Ireland. Then they're both <laughs> singing the, about didn't it. Didn't Shaka Khan do a song called Sweet Thing? And NDRE might have covered it. Oh, whoa, yes, they did. And, and if you're looking for karaoke tracks like on YouTube, maybe like at the last possible minute, and you actually pull up Shaka Khan over and over, it gets a little frustrating. Don't you know you might? One, one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines in this song was, "And I will drink the clear, clean water to quench my thirst." But you guys know on this podcast, I do not drink clear, oh boy. clean water to <laughs> quench my thirst. Okay, <laughs> what is he possibly drinking for astral weeks? I don't know if I do want to. Well, as you guys that. know, Van Morrison, whether it's a band or a person, is from Ireland, correct? <laughs> so so I am doing what is called an Irish Eyes cocktail. Can you guys see this? Oh, it's a wow. bright green cocktail. It's a bright green. Show it again. Show that shit again. I got to see. Put it up next to the white cup. Hold that up to the microphone so our listeners can well, see. To be, to, be fair, like. to be fair, I think I may not have the right proportions. <laughs> no. This is an Irish Eyes cocktail. Here we go. This involves. Irish whiskey, green cream de, cream de mint. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't have that. And cream and a maraschino <laughs> cherry, but I may have overdone the cream. I think that my proportions are off. It looks more like, like a foggy green drink and not quite the drink I was hoping for. Okay, so, Russell, I got to know. I got to know. Yeah. Okay. Did I, did I go did to the grocery store the and green... check out with cream and maraschino cherries? Yes, I did. Wow. I, I did do that today. I can't believe it. What on earth are you going to do with the rest of that cream, Russell? I mean, it's a just going to sit there. A fucking tin. <laughs> I think we know what he's going to do. He's going to find a teacher and play hot for teacher and do, recreate varsity blues. Oh, I mean, well, you got to whip the cream first. But I was thinking that when you bought it, Russell, did you say cash rules everything around me <laughs> at the checkout? That'd be so fucking good. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what did you, did you have cream to meth? I had to go purchase that. Oh my God. So you had everything for this drink. I had everything for it. I, I, just, I think I so put too well much cream out. in it. There's something off. It does not look like it was supposed to look. I've never been more disappointed in you, Russell, that you have every ingredient. That really actually part, pisses me off quite a bit. Part of the part of the reason I wanted to try this is it looks so bright and green. Like when you guys get a cocktail, how important is it that like it looks cool? Because there's something about a cocktail that has like a cool presentation. Yeah. And maybe you can go with it if it doesn't taste great, but it looks really cool. So how important is the aesthetics of a cocktail for I, you guys? I got an old fashioned today and it was served to me in a cup that looked like the cups they had at Old Country Buffet, like the little glass cups that were kind of bulgy. I was just like, ugh, I don't want to drink it out of this. Like, I don't want to drink this <laughs> shit out of a cheap cup. Get out of here with this shit. The saying is you eat with your eyes first, although I don't, I mean, I'm, my cocktails are usually a shot in a beer, but uh, if I were to go to a place oh. and pay more than $6 for a cocktail, I would want it to look nice. Can I tell you guys a, can I tell you guys a dirty little secret? Brand. Nope. Okay. Nope. Aaron's giving me a big thumbs up. Oh, now he's doing stuff. I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, I that's love, not, that's not a thumb frozen cocktails thumb. more than regular cocktails. <laughs> I love frozen cocktails. I will drink frozen cocktails, a frozen mango daiquiri. Oh, give it to me. all. I love, I'm like a child with a slushy. It's terrible. Rob, we went out for happy hour this week and I was already done with my drinks. And then I noticed that the bar had a Thai iced tea slushy that you could add rum or whatever <sighs> to And I'm, I'm still kicking myself that I didn't order one. You uh, want to know, Rob, do you have a machine? No. In your in your apartment, do you have a something to make a frozen slush? Actually, I do have an ice crusher machine that I keep in my closet, <laughs> my bedroom, because there's no more space in the kitchen. <laughs> it's terribly dangerous. All it is, I bought it off Amazon, and I knew it was bad because it was like fifteen dollars. All the instructions were in Mandarin, so I was like, okay, this is dicey. It is just a thing you put ice into, and at the bottom Cuban, there are whirling dicey. razor blades. There is oh, no yes. form of protection whatsoever. There's no like cover to not cut yourself on the razor blades. You just Perfect. put your ice in and just hope that it doesn't like. 
I, I don't it. know what fly across the room, but I got to admit, it's about as safe as the medical care you've been receiving lately. Yeah. When, when I put some <laughs> liquor on ice like that, I feel like it's, it's heaven. It's the, it's just awesome. I love it. All right. Cypress Avenue. This is the song that closes live show for years. We got a little harpsichord back here. It's been a while since we had heard the harpsichord on some Beatles albums. You guys hear that harpsichord? Oh, it's yeah. Back. It sounds nice. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy because if you really listen in the background, too, you, can, you hear that? There's a harp. Oh, Maybe they oh. misordered that. Maybe they wanted the harpsichord, <laughs> and instead they were like, ah, just get the harp. What's the difference? It's no big deal. Uh, the way young lovers do. Aaron, what do you think they mean by that? I never knew this was a Van Morrison song. I knew this from the Jeff Buckley cover. And I never, mm-hmm. I didn't know until we listened to this that it's a Van Morrison song. And the thing is, I always thought the, the Buckley cover was sort of like laid back. He, Buckley takes it in a darker sort of direction. But he does kind of, although it's just voice and guitar, in the Buckley cover, he kind of recreates this sort of flamenco, you know, wild feel in a way that I didn't really realize until I listened back this week. So... The way young lovers do, this is the beginning of side two. I thought it's such a fun way to start off the second side of the album. Like total change of pace. It's it's upbeat. It's funky. It's like, yeah, this is what young yeah. lovers do. Like they're staying up all night, you know, doing stuff or whatever, maybe learning Sing about stuff. Star. And and learning about drinking, themselves. Drinking these drinking these over foamy Irish cocktails that don't really <laughs> quite work out the way you wanted it to work out. Massaging <laughs> lower intestines. You, you, <laughs> you gotta stop holding that drink under the camera. My stomach rumbles every time you hold it up. No, don't. <laughs> like this, Rob? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever caught diarrhea over Zoom, but I got a feeling I gotta be calling Dr. It, George a couple more and, times and be like, bro, instead of yellow next time. This is yellow as shit up in here, George. One thing I really loved about that song is you guys kind of hear that bass. It was like it felt like a jazz song a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it's a very bass heavy album. And and this song is really shining. You know, we've heard some we've heard some bass before, but we've never really talked about the upright bass. And that's what they're playing here is it's called a double bass, which is the same thing as an upright bass, right? Yes. Yeah. So I thought we could do a list of the greatest upright bass songs of all time. Can we do a list? Can I interrupt just really quickly though? Yeah. Can I just say how perfect a choice this is? Because today is the 30th anniversary of the release of Low End Theory. So this is perfect, which was an album inspired by the double bass. His ass is way ahead of you, Aaron. Aaron, you know what? We're going to go out of order this time just for you. First song on the list is by A Tribe Called Quest. This is bugging out. Check out this upright bass on this song. Oh, thank you, Russell. Is that badass or what? Chant for Boo on the bass, yeah. I mean, Art Blakey's not playing the bass, but... Hey, uh, Rob, that's great Rob, song. that's Art Blakey. If you guys haven't heard, that's Art Blakey on the bass. You guys know that? Art Blakey's not playing the bass, but it's an Art Blakey oh. song. Yeah. Oh. No, uh, hey, uh, Russell, instead I'm going to send you a, a Spotify link that you're never going to listen to. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's a classic Aaron move. Hey, guys, listen to this. No response for three days. <laughs> I'm used to it. All right, next... <laughs> Next up on the list, Aaron, I think you actually might was like real. you actually might like this one too. This is the Marvelettes, Mr. Postman. This is much more faint. You gotta listen for it a little bit more, but there's a reason we gotta listen to it. I hear it back there. You hear it kind of lingering back there? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, what a song too. Holy shit. Boom. <laughs> but Aaron, I think you've talked about this guy once before. 
the guy playing this was like one of the greatest bass players ever. James Jamerson, right? Yes. Is that one of the greatest bass players ever? He was the bass player on What's Going On. I think he did do the Thunder Tussie song. Is yeah, that right? He, yeah, he was, was on What's that. Going On. He was a oh. bass player. No, from- but but like Paul McCartney says, like this guy is the God's gift to bass players. And what I was reading was that at in Motown, he was like the only upright bass player. And they would re- schedule all these songs around this guy. This was the guy who played on all these Motown songs. And I just thought that was super cool. We had to give James Jamerson his props, right? I like that, Russell. Yeah. I think he was mercurial. I think he drank a lot. So they probably had to, yeah, they had to probably ply him with booze and wait for him to be oh, lucid that's enough the guy, to lay down some lines. That's the guy who they, he recorded that whole song on his back, right? One of yes. the Marvin yeah. Gaye songs. Oh, I totally remember that now. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, Russell, yes, ooh. Don't you know, bloke, he's my favorite bass player. It's me, Paul McCartney. Mm. I had to announce we the name at the end. That's why you know it's a good impression. You have to say the name and everybody goes. Mm. It's like it's like Russell at the Billy. It's like Russell at the Billy Joel and John guy. He's like, mm, are we gonna are we really gonna clap for that? Like it's totally quiet. And you hear Russell say, Are we gonna clap for that? Like, like <laughs> wait, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I kept talking about the jacket. I don't know why people weren't having that. I don't know. That's his third jacket. I'd be so thirsty. (laughs) Sir, that's the 10th time you've said that. Please. Okay. Gotta hydrate if you're gonna. (laughs) You lose a lot of fluid there. All right. Next up, we're gonna move forward a few years. This is Soul Coughing Super Bon Bon. Check out the uh, the upright bass on this one. Whoa. Yes, Russell. They got it really amplified there. That's you hear that? Yeah. This is famous. It's on a few of like the Michael Jordan movies where they show Michael Jordan. He's always walking through the crowd and they're playing move upside and let the man go through. It's a badass song. That's Can I just say song. how That's great awesome. it is that Russell's list have really gravitated towards separate instruments. And then when Russell went to a concert, he was like, it was a horn or a guitar or something. I got no <laughs> so you can tell Russell's knowledge is all text-based. It's like when you read a word and you've never said it out loud, you're like, Ooh, I don't know quite how this word works. His, his knowledge is great. But if you ask him to show like what a clavinet looks like, he's like, I don't know. Do you blow into it? I have no idea. <laughs> well, speaking of things where my knowledge has been limited lately, let's talk about the bare naked ladies. They also use an upright bass. Oh, you guys remember right. the bare naked ladies? Of this is a little more faint too. If I had a million dollars, they used an upright bass in almost all their songs. This is instant turn off these days. Why? This is on the radio. I still unironically love this song. I will always love this song. It's so dumb. Is it it overplayed for you? Overplayed. I just can't listen to them anymore. And their little little chorus here. it's, It's like chalk, you know. But not a real green dress that's cruel. Like, okay, heard that joke too many times. But I, I like the sort of Dixieland feel of the of the upright bass there. Makes me feel like I'm at Delano's on Head of an Avenue. I was telling, I was talking to Russell before the podcast. I was like, if you would have told me in the year 2000 that Bare Naked Lazy is going to be a huge band for the rest of your life, I would have said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Bare Naked Ladies are going to put out a million albums. That are, they're all going to be good. And then I just never heard about them again, like ever, like. I think I like I think I saw him on a casino sign and I was like, oh, no, you know, stuff like that. When you see that, <laughs> I like the idea. So that was not the uh, Matt's first dance at the wedding. He's more of a ring of fire guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, as ring as of fire. Know. Also, also had an up, upright bass on that. But until until Johnny Cash makes the list, 
we're not going to give any Johnny Cash out to the people. He needs to be on the list first. He needs, so. Yes, agree, Russell. Agree. Tennessee two out, not on the list tonight. Agree, Russell. Bare Naked Ladies, by the way, also a band that was invented before uh, SEO, before Google. Because there's no way you'd want to name your band Bare Naked Ladies now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, disaster. Yeah, yeah. Although for my work computer, hmm, something to think about. Well, Rob, technically, we could put Bare Naked Ladies into our write-up on this episode. It might help us out, right? <gasps> I, ooh, that's so yes. good. And, and can you best. imagine if I misspelled it? Right? So they show up. They got big claws. Okay, furry. They're about 800 pounds. And you're like, oh, my God, these are bears, naked ladies. <laughs> Bear snaked ladies. Oh, how about that? Okay, so there's a bear with snakes on the back, and then it come, turns into a woman, and it's a bear snaked lady. A bear snaked lady? Yep, exactly. God damn, so good. Or maybe, maybe it's a bear with snakes, and he's on a boat, so it's a bear snake matey. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Russell in the crowd. Do we have to cheer for that, really? We got to cheer. <laughs> Wait, was that a good joke or not? I think it was. I think it was. Let's clap for that one. Snaps all around. Snaps all around. Well, if the name of that boat was named Deborah, it would be done by Beck because that's the last song on the list. Let's go to Deborah by Beck. Check out the upright bass here. Oh, Oh, listen to this. That's really nice. Man, this is a funky Beck song. This is It's a pretty badass Ooh. upright bass song, is it not? It's so slinky so good. and yeah, it slides around. Ooh, I like it. So I got to ask you guys, when it comes to the upright bass, who did it better? Beck did it better. Nice. So good. I was so excited for that because I thought it was deep raw. <laughs> uh, Russell, that was a top five list. 41-year-old man getting excited about a bra. Excellent list, Russell. Excellent. Enjoyed the bass. Yeah. Nice. I like the shout out to James Jamerson. Not going to lie, hoping you would have called it the bass for the whole bit. The bass. <laughs> we have, we've never would have corrected you, but you've only read about it, so you call it the bass. Honestly, you guys know I'm confused on instruments. Did you guys know that if you start searching for double bass, you also get drum players who play a double bass? Yeah. It was very confusing. Oh, like John Barlow. Yeah, he used to play. Or no, uh, people thought he did, but he didn't. Right? Well, let me yeah. think. What could be one of the most famous double bass songs of all time? Oh! oh! <laughs> Listen to that bass. Because he's playing it, Russell, he's got the two pedals with both feet, so he can just go like that. Metallica Hot does for a lot, teacher too. double bras, right, Rob? Double bras. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's hotter, Russell, a double bra? I don't know. I'm getting everything else wrong today. It's probably a good sign. Russell, Russell's mouth, by the way, is just a green circle around the mouth. <laughs> it's a green milk mustache all around. A girl takes off her shirt. Russell goes, oh, one bra. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a single mask at the airport. I want to see two masks, she's right? Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's double she's, layers. She's telling her friend, she's like, I don't know what's going on. He he said one bra. So I I'm, I was very confused by that. He's very sad I, about I, it. Put on a second one, I guess. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing is when I take a joke that was really funny and then extend it about uh, 30 seconds too long. Oh, God, that's so good of me. Uh, all right, so... I would imply there was a funny joke at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Madam George. So this, oh, for me, was actually my favorite song on the album. I oh. I love this song, even though this is absolutely the most Rhyme.com song we have heard of any song we've heard on this podcast. 
He's just taking the last word and he's like, oh, it rhymes with chance. Oh, dance. Yeah. It rhymes with tops. Stops. It's over and over. But I love the song. I don't care. Yeah, you, you don't, I'm telling you, the voice is an instrument. Do not listen to the lyrics on this. Because when I was going through the lyrics for Sweet Thing for my parody song, I was like, oof, some of these rhymes. Oof. They, I don't care if you're Irish. This rhyme does not work. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't care if you're Irish. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we have Ballerina. Matt, this was composed when he was with them. With them? Yep. With who? No. Yes? No. But guess who? Them. Nice vibes on this Them. one. <laughs> you guys know I love the vibes. So do you get who it is, man? It's them. Yes? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's kiss. This is where we got to talk about, you know, we have to talk about, hey, is the greatest song ever by this artist on the album? And Brown Eyed Girl is not. But that last song sounds a lot like Brown Eyed Girl. There's a lot of Brown Eyed Girls on this album. This is a good album. Right? I'm this album could be in the top 10 of the Rolling Stone list. In my mind, it's that good of an album. It's, 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 uh, it's unlike anything we've heard. When I come into work, I listen to the album once a day. That's my rule for this. Every day I came in and sat down to listen to this. I was thrilled. I was thrilled to be able to be listening to this again. Okay. That's now at the end of the workday, my, my coworkers were like, why are you crying? And I was like, I can't tell you about the podcast <laughs> or I'll get fired. Wait, so. Is this the rating section? <laughs> Rob, yeah, here's the thing. I, I agree with you to some to some extent that it's unlike anything we've heard. Good. Okay, but let's get to the. Ri- oh, I. So I mean, you guys know I think about voodoo once a day anyway. So maybe this is just my brain, but something. And I and I like Russell that you brought up James Jamerson because I know he was a major inspiration for voodoo as well. Something about this album made me think of voodoo, where it's sort of like, it's like. Star Wars, where it's it's creating a universe. What? So he's created a universe mm-hmm. with this sound. He's created a whole different yes. place. Go the whole album yes. lives in this place with this sound. I don't nice. remember the names of a lot of the songs. I don't always know what's going mm-hmm. on, but it puts me immediately into a mindset. I could listen to the album over and over again. And for me, the yeah. only other thing that does that is voodoo. And that, wow. and and when we think of voodoo, right? We think about his muscles on his body, and I'm not going to call him, but. You think about Star Wars, what was the music they played in Star Wars called? Jizz. So it kind of goes together too. <laughs> what? The kind of style of music in Star Wars is jizz. Look it up. What? Amazing. Type in music Google style it. Star Amazing. Wars. Just, just man, type in music style Star Wars. See what comes up. Name of music uh, in Star Wars. Okay. I'm still I'm still on Wikipedia. Sorry. <laughs> he's gone. He's looking at he's looking at he's what still reading about Belfast. Like yeah. what what Ireland. the population of Belfast was Matt's like eighteen hundred. Don't don't bother him. Yeah. He's got a he's on a whole rabbit hole of Irish history. <laughs> All right, Slim Slow Slider. Final song on the album. Forty minute album. It's a quick one. Yeah. I know you're dying. And I know. You guys think of this as the closer? Killer. You think so? Oh, it's a killer. This album, it took you up the mountain and it brings you back down to put you to bed at night, baby. It's a sweet, sweet ride. I just don't know what to do. Matt, what do you think about this as a closer? You're a construction manager. Uh, I mean, I like it. I like when it kind of brings you down. And mm-hmm. like you said, it just sets you down nice and gently and says, here you go. Go on your, go on with your day. Have you guys so, ever made I, your spouse like tuck you into bed? <laughs> huh? well, Not in a long time. Done that? Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I'm like, hey, can you just tuck me in? Like, put the sheets around me. Tuck me in nice and tight. 
how does it go for you? I don't know. It's weird. It turns out to be pretty weird. <laughs> With memories, it's mixed emotions. I don't know. Why did I bring this up? Sickos. All right. Let's get into the patented and very popular rating system. By the way, I put all these in a row so I can find them now. Now it's time. 60 episodes in. Nailed it. The patented and very popular. Beck did it. Very popular. By the way, do you know what the other day we released our 69th episode? Nary a peep for many of us. Oh, we missed an opportunity there, yeah. All right, so is Astral Weeks at 60? Is this rolling well-toned? That means it's perfect at 60. Hey, go 10 times 6. Guess where you are? You're at 60. Uh, Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when the album's at 60? Uh, that'd be rolling well toned if you think that's a good idea. Rolling bone. <laughs> Listeners, so that was a Paul Aaron's not even mad. Just- like when I looked at Aaron's face, he's just kind of disgusted. He's just, I think he was rethinking. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Why was I upset? Why was my wife consoling me about this? Uh, is this a rolling uh, boned? Should this have been much higher on the list? Higher than 68 got rolling boned? Or is this a rolling groan? You did not enjoy this. It should be lower on the list or off the list. Whatsoever is the word I definitely meant to say. Whatsoever. And we're just going to skip that and not make it easy for me to edit out. Whatsoever. All right, Matt, what do you think? Rolling tone, well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I, you know, Rosie often comes up with, uh, you know, some of these albums that he thinks they're rated higher, but the ones that are lower, which means they've got a higher number. Mm-hmm. So they're further down the list. Exactly. Are actually better albums for him. And I have this going on with Van Morrison. I think Moon Dance is a better oh. album than this one. Um, specifically, you know, I think Into the Mystic might be his oh, best yeah. song ever. Absolutely. Um, you know, way ahead of Brown Eyed Girl in my in my opinion. But, you know, and that has uh, Moon Dance has into the Mystic, so I would I would put Moon Dance ahead of this album personally. So for that reason, I think this uh, album is rolling groaned, which means it's too high in the list. Yep. Which means I want it to go lower, so exactly. I get a higher number. Yes, but, is Moon you know. is Moon Dance on the list somewhere or not? Yeah, one twenty. Oh, so it's so coming up. It'll be coming a year up. Or yep. so. A year yeah. from now, we'll catch it a year. Imagine from now. what color Rob's poop will look like in a year after <laughs> all these events. <laughs> Siri. Set reminder for one year. Start eating fish sticks, then make a song called Into the Fish Sticks. <laughs> got it. I'm all set. But I got to start eating fish sticks like three weeks out and then talking about it a lot of the podcast. So it's just so good. I make my own content. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Yeah, I had such a nice week listening to this album. I don't, I don't even, I don't know the Moon Dance. A nice album, astral so week, you might say. I had a great Astro Week listening to this album. Matt, oh, Matt, I, I appreciate like when you the, say it. It makes me really uncomfortable actually when you say it. Please don't say it anymore. Shout out for Moondance. I'm going to have to check that one out because uh, I enjoyed this far more than I expected. Um, I think it's some really nice musicianship and uh, just it's one that I, that I know is going to stick with me and I'll keep listening to. So I'm going to call it uh, Rolling Well Toned. And Russell, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? This was one I, I kind of thought I was going to come in and... and not like it. I thought for sure I was going to say rolling groan on this one, but the, Aaron mentioned it all. There's all these instruments going on. There's the harpsichord, there's flutes. There's, is that a guitar? What do you call, what was that other <laughs> instrument? A guitar. Yeah. Yeah. There's, guitar. There's guitars on this. It's, it's badass. There's an upright bass. There's a ton of fun things going on. It, it's not brown eyed girl. And I don't, I don't think they have a song as good as into, is it into the mystic matter? What's into the, the mystic. Yep. And I don't, so I don't think they have the, the huge crusher songs in there, but, 
I think Aaron put it best. Like you hear these songs and you think of Van Morrison, you think of those songs that you really know, and they're all kind of in that, in that zone. And I really enjoy listening to it. I'm going to listen to this again. So I'm going to say rolling well toned folks. Unfortunately, the correct answer is it's a rolling Van Morrison. (laughs) Morrison. My goodness. Listen, I was so busy. I don't have a lot of time for this anymore. Uh, I'll tell you right now. This is you, you. This album is unlike anything. I, I have a confession to make. I have a dirty little secret. I oh, don't yeah, especially like the song Brown Eyed Girl. I don't. Oh. I don't think it's fun. I don't like listening to it. I think it's you overplayed. Think it's fun? And so I, I just you. don't. I really don't. I think there's some things about like a guy in junior high played it and then he was super popular and it made me jealous of him. So I think maybe I know I hate the song. I might be a psychopath. Um, but. I think I just worked something out with you guys. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, We're here but for you. it's, it's, I was dreading it because I was like, it's just going to be those songs over and over. And, and instead it was like this trip that was like the bass. As soon as it started, I was like, boy, this sounds pretty jazzy. And it just never stopped the whole album through. I got such a kick out of this. And I think it's, it's fun to have this really unique uh, album, this point in our journey. Speaking of unique albums, guys, next up, we have an album that's about my friend Peyton. Paid in full <laughs> by Eric B. and Rocky. When you oh. want to hear about the greatest album That's a shift from what we've been listening to the last few, right? Yes, it's a fun. Yeah. The guys, the list is fun. We are kind of, kind of on a fun journey. Going from Led Zeppelin to Talking Book to Van Morrison to Paid in Full. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Do you guys think the next day they go on, I should make them one of these Irish eye cocktails or should I just show them my new jacket move? 